Today's title of, of the message that the Lord, um, I believe, uh, has given me, amen, uh, a, a timely message. It's uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, Proverbs 18.10. Amen. Make sure you have your Bibles open. Make sure you have your tablets ready. Make sure you have whatever device you use to read the Word of God, get it ready. Stretch your fingers, stretch your hands, because we're going Bible surfing. Amen. Okay. In the New King James Version, Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. In the New Living Translation says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. In the Amplified Version of the Bible says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs to it and is safe and is set on high far above evil. A.W. Tozer says, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Worship is pure or base as the worshiper entertains high or low thoughts of God. So what you think about God and how you see about God, that's what dictates your life. That's what dictates your worship. That's what dictates your relationship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Who or what you think about God. The... Uh, the word name, or when the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. What is a strong tower? A strong tower refers to an essential part of a city's defenses, a place of protection against enemy attacks. God is our tower. That word safety comes from a, a word that says inaccessible, high, secure, inassailable. In other words, when we run to God, when we Believe and know the name of God, he brings us up over all evil. You see, there's no way that we could have a relationship with God or know who God is if we don't know the character of God. In all our relationships, how can we trust someone if we don't know them? You see, brothers and sisters, in these days, there are many towers we tend to run to to find security in times of trouble. The towers of love, prosperity, pride, anger, jealousy, pain, self-awareness, our standard of right and wrong. That's a nice tower that many of us run to. I've been there. However, and the tower of self, however, these towers can be, bro can be broken down, are susceptible to attack, and are vulnerable because their foundation is on flesh and our experiences. But here comes God, our strong tower. The word of God says in Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 6, There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and great is your name in might. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2, when Hannah prayed to the Lord, the mother of Samuel, she says, There is no, no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Hallelujah. Among the gods, there is none like you. This is, excuse me, Psalms 86, 8 says, Among the gods, there is none like you, O Lord, nor are there any works like your works. In other words, these men of God, these people who wrote the book, they were aware that there were other gods. They were aware that the nation served other gods. However, 
They knew that the God they served was the only God. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 25 says, To whom then will you liken me? This is God speaking. Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One. In other words, God is all by himself. God has no opposites. God doesn't share his authority with anyone. He is God, God alone. And the more we believe that, brothers and sisters, about the God we serve, the more powerful our relationship comes with him. When we see God as sometimes what people say God is, or when we try to manipulate God to be, our Christian walk will always be stumbling. We will always be stumbling. We'll be carried by every wind of doctrine. In Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 through 10, just to give you an example about these gods that were in those days. Okay, it's good to know that why God was always telling Israel, I am the God. You see, brothers and sisters, when God used to talk to Israel and, and, and mention to them about these other gods, everything God did was to go against those gods. You see, when David fought Goliath, it wasn't that David was fighting Goliath. It was that God was fighting the gods of the Philistines. You see, when Moses went to tell uh, Pharaoh, let my people go, it was God fighting against the gods of the Egyptians. You see, he just happens to use Moses. He just happens to use David. And that's the way we are, brothers and sisters. All our battles start in the spirit. All our battles start in the heavenlies. But when you have God who's your strong tower, when you have God who's your refuge, no God, and when I mean no God, I mean God with a small g, could come against you. Let's see what happens here in Babylon, how God talks about these gods. Bel and Nebo, the gods of Babylon, bow as they are lowered to the ground. They are being hauled away on ox carts, the poor beasts stagger under their weight. Both the idols and their owners are bowed down. The gods cannot protect the people, and the people cannot protect the gods. They go off into captivity together. Isn't that amazing? That those who worship other gods, not the god that Light of the World Church serves, they are like their gods. They're both captive together. Verse 9 says, remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I could tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. Wow. Isn't that amazing? No matter what God, small g, when I say what other God, I'm talking small g gods. The witch doctor worships, the witches worship, the god of money. They cannot withstand the power of the God of Israel, the God of the world church that says, I do whatever I wish. The God of the Philistines, just examples. Because you have to understand that in those days, Israel had the God of Israel. God, Yahweh, Jehovah. But these other, again, these other nations had these gods. And that was always a battle between the God of Israel and their gods. And, and, it's, and it's sad to say that Israel 
will at times rather leave their true God to go worship these other gods. Isn't that, isn't that sad? And that happens in our lives sometimes. That we go to other things to satisfy the needs that only our God can satisfy. And you see, brothers and sisters, when we go to those other gods, they enslave us. They enslave us. Because behind those gods are the demonic. Behind those gods, there is evil. The gods of the Philistines. After the Philistines had captured the ark of God, they took it from Ebenezer to Ashog. Then they carried the ark into Dagon's temple and set it beside Dagon. Dagon is the god of the Philistines. When the people of Asia rose early the next day, there was Dagon falling on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. You see? That's not going to fly with God. That is not going to fly with God. You see, the other nations thought that the God of Israel was like their God. Why? Because they saw how the people of God treated their God. So they said, if the Israelites are disrespecting their God, I'm going to disrespect them. You see, the way the, the world treats the God we serve, okay, is how we see, how they see us treat him. Okay, again, and just to let you know, just because we treat him a certain way does not stop him who he is, right? He's still God. Whether or not you pray, sing, come to church, don't come to church, he is God. So that's an effect. But however, sometimes the world does not want to know about God because they see how we're living. So the Philistines saw that in Israel. They saw that they had no love for their God. So they figured, you know, we're just going to put them with all the other gods. But look at what happens is when they wake up in the morning, they see Dagon. And look at what it says here. They said that they, he was falling on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. You see, he wasn't sideways. He wasn't back. He was face forward. You know why? Because whatever demon was inside that god, okay, knew that they were, he was next to the real God, and I'm going to worship this guy. You see? The demons tremble at the mention of God's name. Okay? Sickness trembles at the mention of God's name. Doubt cannot be around in the mention of God's name. So what they figured, they said, maybe there was a, a breeze. Maybe something happened. Maybe there was a little earthquake. Let's, let us stand Dagon again. Verse 4, but the following morning, so it says, he found his face. They took Dagon and put him back in his place. Verse 4 says, but the following morning when they rose, there was Dagon falling on his face on the ground before the ark of the Lord. His head and hands had been broken off and were lying on the threshold. So this time God says, I'm going to take your, what is it? I'm going to take your, uh, your arms off, Okay your hands, and your head off. And not only that, so they won't try to come back in and bring Dagon back. I'm going to leave the pieces of Dagon at the threshold, at the entrance. Only a God like you. Amen? Only a God like our God could do that. And he was still lying on his face. So not only did God take off his head, Took off his, his hands, but now he still made him lay down in front of him. That is why to this day, 
neither the priests of Dagon nor any others who entered Dagon's temple at Ashard step on the threshold. 1 Samuel 5, verses 1 through 5. The nation's gods were man-made, brothers and sisters. If man-made, they can be manipulated. You see, sometimes we serve our gods that we can manipulate, that we can control. When we don't like the God of love anymore, we go to another God. We also make gods like us, again, not only that we can control, but again, if we don't like one, we go to the next. These gods offer us freedom. But the, God, but the gods of love, pride, lust, sex, anger, jealousy, and manipulation, like I said, enslave us because the God of this world is behind them. The God of this world makes us think that our God will not come through. And our God wants us to miss out on happiness. That God, the God of this world, is Satan. You see, that is the major problem with humanity. We suffer from what one preacher said, and I spoke to this on Friday, from the FOMO disease, F-O-M-O, fear of missing out. You see, Adam and Eve betrayed God because they feared that they were going to miss out. Many of us are struggling. Many of us are, are, are struggling with certain addictions, struggling with certain uh, uh, spiritual diseases because we feel that God does not want us to be happy, that we are missing out. But today, in the name of Jesus Christ, we need to choose to trust in the name of the Lord. The Word of God says in Psalm 20, verse 7, in the New King James Version, it says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. One preacher said, We tend to take the best part or the holiest of a person and blow it up 100%, 100 times, excuse me, and say, this is God. But that's not true. God is God alone. See, God is loving and caring, but he cannot be tamed. He cannot and will not be tamed. Isn't that amazing? That we serve a God that cannot be tamed? That God who's loving, that God who's caring, the God who hears our prayer, but a God that also judges unrighteousness but a God that brings vengeance upon sin. In Genesis chapter 1, the Word of God says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The word God there means Elohim, which is the general name for God. However, in Genesis chapter 2 verse 4, it says, This is the history of the heavens and the earth. When they were created in the day, the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. You see, there's a difference between just knowing Elohim, which is just God. But there's another difference when you know him as Lord God. You see, because Lord means Yahweh or Jehovah. And that was the personal name God gave Moses when he revealed himself to Moses. You see, the whole world believes in a God, God bless, right? The most sinful person says, God bless you. One of my favorites, God bless America, Godspeed. But you see, as his bride, we need to see him as Jehovah God or Yahweh God 
the Lord God. Why? Because when you put the word Lord, it makes it personal. It makes it relational. You see? And that was the biggest downfall with Israel. Israel committed spiritual adultery all the time because they kept seeing God as just like any other God when God wanted to show them much more than that. God wanted to show them that, yes, I am God, creator of the heavens and the earth, but I love you, and I want to have a relationship with you, and I want you to know me personally. Hallelujah. No other religion could say that. No other religion could say that their God wants to have a relationship with them. The gods of the other religions, you have to appease them. You have to do things for them so they, could, so they won't uh, uh, harm you. But our God is not like that. Our God created us in his image. While other religions say that, can't say that. Why? Because if their God created them at their image, they're, they're bringing down their God to their level. And you see, and God, even though he created us in his image, still is God and God all by himself. That's amazing, brothers and sisters, that the, that the creator of the heavens and earth wants to have a relationship with us. Our God is personal. Our God is relational. We know the Lord God as Yahweh Elion. Psalms 83 verse 1 says, The Lord most high God. It says, That they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, and are the most high over all the earth. Yahweh El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty, the God of the universe. Verse Psalms 91 verse 1 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Isn't that amazing, brothers and sisters? That when you dwell in him, when you take refuge in him, you have access to the Almighty. That's why when Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary and the veil of the temple was torn, it was torn from the top to the bottom. Why? Because God did it. It wasn't us. It wasn't man. It was God because God wants to have a relationship with us. The Lord God wants to have a relationship with us. From Genesis to Revelation is about God wanting to redeem his people back to him. And he uses, he told Abraham, Abraham, again, left to get to know this God. Then Noah, after the destruction. Then we have Moses, in the judges, right? In every single chapter of this Bible, of the Bible that we read, of the Word of God we read, is God redeeming man back to himself. Another way we know God is Yahweh Sherub, or Jehovah Sherub, which means the Lord, the sword. Isn't that amazing? That the God you serve is your helper and your deliverer. Stop going to Facebook. Stop going to Instagram. Stop going to all these other things other than God for help and protection. Why? Because these things were made purposely to get you addicted. These things were manufactured by the enemy to keep you wanting the praises of man. And you know, brothers and sisters, I do not care 
with all due respect and love, what man cares about me. I care what God says about me. Amen? Because he has the power to take my soul and throw it in hell. You see, when you're walking with God and when you know the Lord God, you have no fear of man. And many of us are paralyzed by what people think about us. And when I say this, I don't say this arrogantly. I say this in freedom. Because when you want to know what God knows about you, I could care less what people care about me. You see, it's not about being politically correct. It's about being biblically correct. Amen? Amen? And it's one thing that we're saying amen here. But when we step out these doors, that we will walk the walk that we're studying on Fridays. We have to walk the walk, brothers and sisters. Why? Because there's a world out there that's watching us. There's a, there's a, a, a son or a daughter that's watching mom and dad, checking out their walk. There's a boss that's looking at you to see how you're dealing with situations. And the only God they know is the God that you reveal to them. That's why, brothers and sisters, with all due respect, I've seen this in my life. If I'm not living for God, I do not want a God bless you bumper sticker in my car. If I'm not living for God, okay, I'm not going to be wearing a Jesus love you shirt. Why? Because you're bringing this honor to the holy name of God. And it's time for us to get our business straight with God. Why? Because the world is going to hell in a handbasket, brothers and sisters. I hate using those terminologies, but there's no other terminology I could find. You see, man is promising something they can't deliver. Social media is promising you something it can't deliver. Relationships is promising you something they can't deliver. Only God could deliver what you need. Why? Because he created you. The very breath you're breathing today is because God gave it to you. And all he wants from you is to worship him in spirit and in truth. To come to him. Confess your sin that we spoke on Friday. What is confessing when, when we agree with what God says sin is? You see, when we don't sugarcoat things, like I was telling the class on Friday, it's okay to tell God, God, I don't want to pray. It's okay to tell God, I don't want to go to church. You know what? Because he knows it already. He knows it already. The Bible said before, a word comes out of your mouth, he knows it. So be honest. You see, and when you're honest, that's when you build a relationship with the Lord God. That's when you walk the walk with the Lord, with the Lord God. But it's time for the church to rise up as a mighty giant. Why? Because God is in us, brothers and sisters. Do not forsake, okay, what the gifts God has given you. God gave you gifts. Let's use them. Forget about what other people say. Make yourself available. So many ministries here. So much help needed here. You see, God blesses you so you can bless others. Like one pastor says, sometimes we come to church, I want my blessing. Yes, you're going to get your blessings, but it's to bless someone else. Don't hoard it. Just like, people, just like the uh, Israel did with the manna. God said, 
do not save the manna. And they said, well, you know what? I'm going to save some. Because I got I to think about tomorrow. And what happened? When they, when they woke up in the morning, it was full of maggots. It was full of worms. You see? And when you hold the blessing of God in you and you don't share it, it rots. So use what God has given you. Why? Because it is the Lord God who has given it to you. Praise and worship team. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Hallelujah. The Lord will provide. The Lord has to provide. The Lord has to give everything you need. The Lord has to be with you, strengthen you. Only the Lord. Jehovah or Yahweh Nisi, the Lord is my banner. Think about it. When you go to battle with the enemy, the Lord is your banner. Like, like in those days when the Romans used to fight, what was going before them? Flags, banners, amen? And when you go to the battle of your life, and many of you, I believe, woke up in a battle, the Lord, your banner, was already waving his banner over you, amen? His banner of love, his banner of strength. You know how many demons woke up this morning to keep you from being here? You know how much the flesh tried to keep you at home? But the Lord raised his banner, hallelujah. The Lord lifted his banner against, against the enemies. That's the reason you're here. One of my personal favorites, amen, and I've seen this in my life. Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is here. The Lord is with me. I've seen that in my life. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. Many of us need healing tonight, this afternoon, excuse me, this morning, excuse me. Don't go to anyone else for healing, brothers and sisters. Many, many of us need mental healing. Only the Lord your God could do what man cannot do. What doctors have been trying to do for you. What friends are trying to do for you. Only God can do it for you. And then, Emmanuel. God is with us. Hallelujah. Out of your... Out of, Jehovah El Elyon, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah Sherub, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shama, and Jehovah Rapha. Jesus Christ is Emmanuel. God is with us. Hallelujah. You see, brothers and sisters, the Lord God put all his attributes in Jesus Christ. The Lord God put all his love in Jesus Christ. If you do not know who God is, the Lord God is, if you don't know who he is, read the Gospels. He is Jesus Christ. Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14 says, in the New Standard uh, Version of the Bible says, 
Therefore, the Lord himself, hallelujah, will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us. And the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government, hallelujah, or of peace on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness from then on and forevermore. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts would accomplish this. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. You see, brothers and sisters, for those who don't know the Lord, you can only get access to the Lord God through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said himself in the Gospels, no one could come to the Father if not through me. You see, I'm sure many of us, especially those who don't know the Lord, are tired of serving other gods. The God of money promises you fulfillment, but even after you get that third, fourth job, it's never enough. Even after you reach the highest part of your career, it's never enough. Because the more you serve these gods, the more they want the more a part of you dies. The love of the, the God of love. You see, the love of God for us, he puts us first. It's a sacrificial love. It's an act of the will. It's not an emotion. See, the love that the world gives you is emotional. Right? If you do good, you love. If you do what this person says, you are loved. If they make you feel good, you are loved. But you see, God's love, even when you're feeling bad, you still feel loved. You see, God's love, even when you're in the darkest parts of your life, when anxiety is trying to choke you, God's love is next to you. You see, but you can only experience this if you give your life to Jesus Christ. He gave his life for you. You see, God, the Word of God says that God became flesh and dwelt among us. Isn't that amazing? And when Jesus was here on earth, all he wanted to do was the will of the Father. Because he knew that if he, were, that if he allowed himself to get distracted, he wouldn't be able to accomplish that plan of redemption for us. You see, brothers and sisters, sin separates us. The gods of this world separates us from the true God. You see, and God does not want to share you with anyone. See, God is a jealous God. That's another uh, characteristic of him. You see, but it's holy jealousy, not man jealousy, okay? So he doesn't want to share you with anyone. He wants you all to himself. How many of us could say that, right, about our relationships? Most of our human relationships are always in, comp in competition with life. But God's love for you has no competition. You see, if you were the only person here, Jesus Christ will still come and die for you. That's how much he loves you. But you could only get access to this 
when you give your life to Jesus. That's the beginning. You see, God loves us all. But the word of God says that only those who have accepted him, God has given them power to be children of God. So you just want to be a creation of God or you just want to be a child of God? And the only way is through Jesus Christ. So if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, Savior, please raise your hands. We would like to pray for you. We would like to pray for you. It is tough, but remember, he hung on the cross for you. He hung on the cross for you. But we have to make that willful decision to accept his sacrifice. See, brothers, this is because good works are not going to take you. Your name is not going to take you. Your good intentions are not going to take you. Only the blood of Jesus Christ is going to take you. Only accepting him is, going to t- is what's going to take you there. Amen? So I believe we are all believers in Christ. And again, if for some reason, as you leave here, the Lord knocks in your heart, we'll be here to pray for you. Amen? And for those of us who are here, how then shall we live? Amen? How then shall we live? You see, brothers and sisters, our salvation is secure. In other words, even though you struggle, your salvation is secure. Even though at times the gods of this world creep up and try to enslave you, your salvation is secure. However, if you hear God's voice today, do not harden your heart. If you do not know or you have, don't have that relationship you once had with the Lord God, today is the day to reignite it. Why? It's already in you. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you once again. Ask the Holy Spirit to strengthen you again, and he will do it. Why? Because he wants a relationship with you. He loves you so much. So let's stand. Amen? While the worship team sings this song, let us, sing, let us meditate on this song. And if your walk is not re- reflective on in your relationship with the Lord God, speak to him today. Be honest with him. Like I just said, it's okay to be honest. You're not going to make him cry. You're not going to make him not love you anymore. You see, even when we're wounding him, he loves us. Isn't that amazing? Even when we're wounding him, he loves us. That's our Lord God. Amen? Brittany? heaven declares
worship him alone. I will proclaim. I will Father, we want to say thank you, Lord God, for speaking to us today, Lord God. I want to thank you for speaking to me first, Lord God. Lord God, we know, Lord Jesus, that all heaven declares the glory of the risen Lord. You see, Lord, you know, Lord God, and that out of the very rocks, you can make children of God. Out of the very heavens, you can make children of God. But why us, Lord God? Like Pastor Reggie today read, why us, Lord God? What is man, Lord God, that you'll be so good to him? What is man, Lord God, that you will remember him? You made us a little lower than the angels. But yes, you have crowned us with glory, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, oh God, for the many times that we forsook our relationship with you. Forgive us for many times that we have made excuses not to be here. To gather with other believers, oh God. Forgive us, oh God, for the times, oh Jesus, that we have not used the gifts you have given us, oh God, to expand the kingdom of heaven on earth, oh God. Forgive us for the times, oh God, that we should have stood up for you, Lord God, but we decided not to, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, oh God, for the times, oh Jesus, that we have entertained conversations, oh God, that weren't pleasing to you, Lord Jesus. Forgive us, oh God, because at times, oh Father, many people don't even know that we are Christians, that we are your followers, oh God. Your word says, how will the world know that you are among us? How will the world know of the love that is among us by the way we treat one another, 
But at times we have treated each other so badly, Lord God, so evil, so wicked, Lord God. Forgive us. How can we eat one another? How can we fight amongst ourselves? When you gave your life for us, oh Jesus. Help us, oh God, not to get entangled with the things of this world. Let us not be trapped, ensnared by these gods that fight for our attention, oh Father. But that we will choose today to follow you and follow you alone. That we will choose today to say, you are Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals. You are Jehovah Jireh, the God that will provide. You are Jehovah Shama, the God that is here. You are Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Oh, Lord God, you are Jehovah Elion, the most high God. Forgive us, oh Jesus, for at times not putting you first in our lives, oh God, but yet you still Call us to the table. You still set a table before us, oh God. Your word says, come and let us reason together. Hallelujah. Though your sins will be as scarlet, I will wash them as white as snow. Hallelujah. Someone needs to hear that today. Though your sins are as scarlet, I will wash them white as snow. That's why Emmanuel came. And we give you thanks for that, Lord God. We give you thanks, oh Jesus. Forgive us, oh God. Help us, oh Jesus. Help us, oh God. That this world will know your love. Not our love, Lord God. Our love is fragile. Our love is emotional. But that they will know your love through us, oh God. Oh, Lord God, thank you for your love and your mercy, Lord Jesus. You are truly here in light of the world, church. You are truly among us. And we want to give you thanks, glory, and honor, Lord Jesus. In the name of your precious son, Jesus Christ. Amen. We all say amen. Give the Lord a praise offering. Give him praise. Give him glory.